Welcome to Interesting to See Your Daily Sports Podcast News, Narratives, Takes, and Gambling. I am your host, Nick. The NCAA tournament starts today, kind of not really. Say, Nick, no clip to start the show? No, we got to turn up this mic, though. What's up? Is that better? Now am I in your ear? God, why would when you restart your computers just do weird stuff? Okay, so, all right. You can find it on YouTube. You can watch it on Spotify. Tell all your friends. Get mad in the comments. Don't care. Okay, shh. We lead today with the most important story. In the history of the world, the war is over. We have won. Who's brought stripes? Listen. was Canada. It was Toronto. They were singing our national anthem after the singer's mic went out. And I love this point because it's it's a moment of national pride. Whenever the mic goes out, this happens four or five times a year and the crowd finishes the song with those are Canadians. The war is over. We have won. That is not possible in the United States. It would never happen. Not in a billion years. I know about two thirds of the words to O Canada. It is objectively the greatest anthem. No disrespect to the United States, but O Canada is better. Their flag is better. They win those things, but they know our anthem. What the fuck is up? We won the war. It's over. We are the champs. I have no idea who won the game. It was Buffalo versus Toronto, which is just two American teams going at it. I can't believe they knew it. I, I do appreciate that. That is really cool, but that just means that Toronto is the northern burn, the northernmost borough of New York City. Oh man, that was cool. Good, good for them. Also, uh, thanks for winning the war um, to whoever taught all of those Torontons, Torontoans. Tarant- Tarantins, whatever, who, who taught them the, the U.S. National Anthem. Yesterday was the first day of NFL free agency. Let's get some, some actual stuff. Uh, some people signed. It was great. It was bad. Whatever. A's, B's, D's, whatever to go around. The important thing was that Trey Wingo, who has been accurately reporting, he's been accurately reporting the Aaron Rodgers situation, but he's not really a good journalist. I don't even know where he works anymore. He was the guy that used to host NFL Live for years. He was an OG, an original gangster of the prime of Sports Center, not the original days of gang- like but when Sports Center became Sports Center. That's when he was the man. So, yesterday he's like, I'm hearing that Rodgers to New York is a done deal. It's happening. History repeats itself time is a flat circle. But then everyone reported it. All of the people were like, Trey's been accurate about this. It's a done deal. He's going. However, there are no repercussions to Trey just saying shit. So he probably spoke out of turn. I'm guessing because then everyone had to walk it back and be like, oh, just kidding. I'm hearing it's not quite done yet. Here's the original tweet. Hearing Rodgers to Jets is done deal. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. But... 
Then he had to walk that shit back. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is just making two franchises, the Jets and the Packers, wait for him, which is incredibly annoying, and he is just such a douchebag. I just, I can't, he's just such a douche. He really is. So shout out to Trey Wingo. Let's, I guess we'll go over some free agency things. The Bears spent an ass ton of money on linebackers. They are paying two linebackers like twice as much money. They got Tremaine Edmonds, the middle linebacker. Um, he was number 49 with the dreads for Buffalo. The guy flying around. Man, Buffalo had some good linebackers. They had him. And who was the other guy? Uh, Matt Milano. Man, they had some good linebackers. Tremaine Edmonds, who when he's at the peak of his game, is the best linebacker in the, fo- in, in the NFL. But linebacker is hard. So, you know, it's just it's hard to be consistently... Super elite. There were only like five really good linebackers. The Bears had Roquan Smith. They didn't, I guess it didn't vibe. They didn't want to give him a contract. And now they gave Tremaine Edmonds and the, their other guy, TJ Edwards, who was the middle linebacker tasked with covering Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. He did okay, comparatively. They have both those guys for a ton of money. They're, they have DJ Moore. They're really spending money. They're trying to fix that defense. They didn't, they got a tackle, I think, also. I don't remember. No, they got Connor McGovern. Is he a guard? Or is, I don't know who he is, but they're just spending an ass ton of money. So if we go through the, the Bears are the big story, which makes a lot of sense because they have all of the money. They tanked, and part of tanking is not spending a bunch of your money and getting a lot of the expensive people out of here. They got offensive guard Nate Davis, and I was wrong. I thought they got him McGovern. They did not. Just one guard, huh? Ooh. They got to get it together. Other big signings include Javon Hargraves. He's one of the best uh, interior defensive tackles. He played for Philly. He is now in San Francisco. It's like, you're going to forget about all this. It doesn't really matter at this point because, like, again, you're going to forget. The Chiefs lost one of their tackles, but then they got one from the Jags. They're like, well, why don't you just keep your guys? It's really an upgrade. The Broncos are spending an ass ton of money. Mike McGlinchey and Zach Allen coming to the Broncos from the NFC West. Zach Allen was a defensive lineman, the big white dude for, for uh, Arizona. Then Mike McGlinchey was a right tackle for... San Francisco, whose career started out crazy hot, and he just has not quite been that good since. He's just—he's really good. He's just not crazy elite like he was looking like he might be. So that's a place where San Francisco can save some money. Um, the weird thing that happened, the weirdest thing by far, by like by far the weirdest thing, was that the Atlanta Falcons signed Jonu Smith. Remember when when Brady left New England and they they signed a bunch of dudes. They signed two. They signed two tight ends, John U. Smith and someone else. I forget. It doesn't matter. John U. Smith w- was traded. I don't know if they signed him from Tennessee to New England or whatever, but he was traded from New England to Atlanta. <sighs> Why is that weird? Because they just drafted the best tight end, pass-catching tight end prospect of all time, allegedly, and Kyle Pitts. And they he Kyle Pitts has been getting open, but Matt, Marcus Mariota has elbow degenerative elbow disease, and you just can't throw him the ball. This is weird. Is Kyle Pitts available? Mega draft pick. Mega, mega. Like the, he is a one-of-one one freakazoid. Like he's like Calvin Johnson or Miles Garrett or Adrian Peterson. Like he, There's never and probably will never be another guy like that until like receivers start putting on serious weight. Let me just put this up on the screen. Here are some of the trades you can go down. Bradley Bozeman, center for the Panthers. We'll see what they do with their available money. The other big one, of course, was Jimmy Garoppolo. Three-year, $72.75 million deal. Um, they also signed Marcus Epps, so the Eagles have lost Marcus Epps, TJ Edwards, Javon Hargraves. <laughs> A lot of those dudes were on one-year deals. But Jason Kelsey said, I ain't fucking done yet. So the center, who th- I thought was going to retire, I, I think he might have retired if they won the Super Bowl, but they did not. So he's coming back. He said, screw it. 
I'll just keep making money. I like this job. I like doing this work. Yeah, why the hell not, man? Uh, Robert Woods is going to Houston. Seems like they're adding just a couple things. They uh, Houston getting ready to draft a quarterback. I don't think they're going to. I, I genuinely think that they're going to take Will Anderson. But what the hell do I know, man? Let's move on to the National Basketball Association, where there's been some load management discussion between the uh, association and the union, the NFL Players Association to figure out a way to punish people for load managing. And so the way that they are doing this, and load management is where star players take days off because they don't want to and maybe they're hurt or whatever. They, yeah, they just don't want to play all the games. Um, Maybe they get hurt, maybe they don't, but they definitely don't want to play all the games. What's going to happen, it appears, and this is according to Shams, who you should know who that is. He's the NBA reporter. They are going to make players ineligible to receive postseason awards if they play below a certain threshold of games. That's the, that's the theory. It's not done deal right now, but that's what people are kind of looking into. Do we want to do this? I think so. I, th- I think so in, in the NBA. I think in the NFL too. 75% to me seems like a fine threshold because for injuries, people that get like Carson Wentz should have won the MVP in 2017. I'll die on that hill. I forget who did. It doesn't matter, but he should have. But I think that this is, but this may or may not be a good way to win load man. Like Steph Curry's not going to care about this. I think should players be paid per game? They have a union. They're not going to accept a deal like that. I don't know. But some of the NBA is looking into because it really is starting to piss fans off. I, the NBA is not a team league. It is a player league. No one cares about the Dallas Mavericks. They care about Luka and Kyrie. I mean, they just, when you buy tickets to see the Dallas Mavs, you don't care about the Mavs. No one gives a fuck about the Mavs. They care about, you know, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic and Steph Curry. Like, Steph Curry doesn't play for the Warriors. Who cares? Are fans going to start demanding ticket ranges for, like, like that tickets be priced in range? Like, if they get refunded if those guys don't show up, you know? Maybe they should. The Wall Street Journal is attempting to ruin March Madness brackets. Um, this is a really cool thing, but fuck, it kind of defeats the purpose. They have created a bracket machine. The bracket machine, look, at it's pulled up on the screen. What is the bracket machine, Nick? So you get 60 points. And this, the points are fake. They're, they're all made up. The points don't matter. Uh, get the joke. Some of you will. And it's broken down into five or like a bunch of categories, right? So size and rebounding, three-point shooting, turnovers and steals, free throw shooting, tournament experience, the madness meter, how crazy do you want your bracket to be on a scale of like one to, I guess, 20, one to 100. You have 60 points. And you slide these things, right? And theoretically, it spits out the perfect bracket for you. Like, this is what matters to me. And then you, boom, you do it, and it generates the bracket for you. The point of it is filling out the bracket, you douche canoes. This is really cool. It's a really cool idea, but I don't... What? Fucking nerds. I love the Wall Street Journal. Get back. Go home. Fix the Silicon Valley bank thing. Just print out a bracket, write it with pen and ink. What are we doing? If you, if you, I want you to have to Google or guess where the school is. That is the point of this. <sighs> Let's go to the NHL coverage over the weekend. The, the Penguins played the Rangers in a really sweet game. I had it on in the background while I was cooking. I didn't watch all of it. I was also checking it on some... I think the Big Ten Championship was over by then. But check this part of the broadcast out. Big fan of this moment. Jonesy, if I can, I'm going to do a little public service announcement if I can. 
You can. If Jennifer Lynn Cox of Allison Park, Pennsylvania is watching or somebody knows who she is, we have your driver's license. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Eddie Olchek, you are on national television on TNT, and you said this woman's full name or girl could be a girl, dude. We found it on the street of uh, downtown Pittsburgh yesterday, so uh, lo and behold, it will be sent to you within the next two days. So Jennifer Lynn Cox. Jennifer Lynn Cox on blast for the entire Internet. Dropped her ID in Pittsburgh. It happened that broadcasters found her, or maybe it was a producer or a line producer. It was like, hey, here's this. And they're like, hey. Now, they're not going to try to, like, hey, come meet us. They were like, we'll send it to you. And they just said that on TV. That's so funny. What a moment for her as long as she doesn't get stalked. Which I suppose is always a uh, real possibility. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, really cool moment. If she thinks it was a cool moment, I hope it was. The Daniel Jones contract extension may have been a pinky swear. I wanted to read this story by Albert Breer, but then I read the first sentence and rolled my eyes so hard I couldn't finish reading it. It was late Monday night, and Daniel Jones's agent, Brian Murphy, and Cameron Hahn were crashed from a day that started with a flight from Indianapolis to New Jersey, was spent mostly on the first floor of the Giants' practice facility, and didn't engender a ton of optimism that a blockbuster contract was on the horizon. That's one sentence. Bro, stop it. I forgot that it was Monday. I forgot what we were talking about. That's a paragraph. This dude runs the NFL coverage for Sports Illustrated, Albert. That Look at this sentence. It's like history class. No. You get two commas per sentence, sports writers. Two. That's it. Forever. For, for the rest of time, you get two. God damn. Playing games tonight, Mississippi State against Pittsburgh. I'll take Mississippi State because people love to hate the SEC. The other one, I actually forgot. It's the 16 seeds. Let's check them out. Uh, Southeast Missouri State versus Texas A&M CC. Southeast Missouri State, that's close to Arkansas. And they love basketball in Arkansas, so I'll take Southeast Missouri State. They are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Mississippi State, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Back and better than ever tomorrow. More playing games. We'll do our brackets on Thursday. Controversial Wednesday. See you then.